0: This is Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors, exclusively on the BUN 2.0, KBUN-FM 104.5. Welcome to Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors, sponsored by DS Beverages, Paul Bunyan Country's distributor of Anheuser-Busch products, and by Bonded Lock and Key, your home for Liberty Safes. Well, checking in with one of our great guests and good friends of the show, Matt Brewer, today, and uh, Matt, first of all, thanks for joining us once again, we love having you on.
1: Yeah, thanks for having
0: me. Well, you uh, you had uh, quite an incident this fall uh, that was potentially devastating, but you're doing okay. Tell us about that. I know you posted on it, and there's been some articles on it. But uh, uh, share with us uh, what what happened and what's going on.
1: Yeah, so it's crazy to think it was already like almost six weeks ago. But um, back in October, um, tearing down all of our Bear stations, uh, you know, pulling the cameras and uh, cleaning up the sites and and taking down the stands and everything. Um, I had my son with me, and we were just about done for the day. <laughs> it was the last day of youth deer season, and um, I sat with him in the morning, and then we went and cleaned up the stations. and The plan was we were going to go back, go home, eat some lunch, and then go back out um, in the evening. and We were on the second to last station, and And we were pulling the ladder stand and, um, my son Tate was holding the bottom and I was up top and I had just started to, I I think I was like on the first step down coming back down and, uh, all of a sudden heard something weird and felt kind of like a shift in the stand and the stand ended up, ended up breaking, um, and we went back later and looked at it. It was all rusted out at the second juncture where they connect to, where the pieces connect together
0: mm, okay.
1: and uh the metal had just like given out, and it just folded me out and I reached for the tree, and there was nothing there. I couldn't reach it anymore and fell straight back and It was probably i don't know twenty twenty feet or so, and landed flat on my back oh. and uh, fractured two vertebrae in my back and pinched nerves and pretty much wrecked my left arm and left thumb, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, lucky to be alive and lucky to have full movement. And yeah, <laughs> I mean, I, uh, like I said, I consider myself really lucky. It could have been a, a heck of a lot worse. So, and I'm, I'm happy. My son was there with me because my phone was in the truck and he had to go, uh, retrieve that and call for help. And, the ambulance and uh, and deputies showed up, and my wife and everybody did a really good job getting me out of the woods and and uh, getting me to the ER and and recovering nicely. Um, got a, a few long lasting things that I think will never go away or or will recur here and there, but uh, uh, but doing pretty good.
0: How long? Uh, I mean, how long was the recovery, and, and what did you have to do?
1: So basically, it's like six weeks of don't lift anything, don't pull on anything, don't bend or stretch, <laughs> or mm. fall. Um, so like six weeks of really doing nothing, which is not my favorite thing in the world.
0: I was going to say, for you, that's a tough one.
1: Yeah, it was really, really depressing and hard. Um, I did... I did have a really good support system. Like I had a buddy who came up. He didn't want me to miss out on deer season, so he came out, and uh, we just kind of drove around and looked for deer, and then um, tried to, you know, make short stocks on them or um, or finding them in clearings and as they were crossing, and and I'd shoot them, and he'd go get them, and uh, so I was able to do a few things, and then um, you know I've, I've been kind of doing the cheater's way of hunting a little bit i road hunted for grouse a couple times and i have got out and walked a few trails now and um, i rode snowmobile the other day so i uh, starting to progress a little bit but but i i got out and did a, enough things to kind of satisfy the hunger a little bit but but it was still tough not being able to get out during my favorite time of year i mean i missed i missed the best part of grouse season and didn't get to deer hunt the way i wanted to and didn't get to do any trapping and um it's been tough so I, mm. i'm looking forward to actually looking forward to ice fishing for the first time in a long time <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay um so lesson uh, out of this was uh, obviously making sure you you check things carefully huh
1: yeah i i mean the the more i've looked back on it um you know and i've tried to Turn it into a safety lesson, and there's really nothing I can say about it. You know, people. I, I had people say, "Oh, that's why you use a harness." Well, um, first of all, you don't have to be. <laughs> you don't have to be condescending. I, I know what you're supposed to do, but you can't exactly wear a tree harness um, when you're climbing down a ladder stand. It doesn't work that way. So, we looked uh, looked at a million different ways, and um, unless I were like an arborist or something and and uh knew how to how to use like a a tree saddle or something um it was just kind of a fluke thing i mean i've put up and taken down literally thousands of deer stands um, and uh, i've never had one break on me so for it to break was just an anomaly and and uh I was the I was the joke at the end of it I guess.
0: Well, wouldn't wouldn't call it that but uh I'm glad to know that you're you know you're you're doing better and obviously, you know, this probably a little frustrating to know that you got to have uh some things bugging you from here on out but uh, like you said, it could have been a lot worse. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Well, and and I guess the 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 one um aspect again is um you know, when you're out in the woods with people, um, it's always good to have that second person if you can, I guess.
1: Yeah. I mean, for sure. Like I, I've always done, uh, setups and takedowns with someone. I, I never, I don't think anybody really feels all that comfortable with, you know, putting up deer stands, taking down deer stands. (laughs) It's not like, "Yeah, yeah, I get to do that today. I mean, so I, I've always had people with, just because you know anything can happen, I guess. And, and, and l- luckily, nothing ever had. But uh, but when it did, I was lucky to have someone with. And and then uh, I repaid the favor by <laughs> by taking my son out. Uh, he didn't get a deer during youth season because of my fall, and uh, um, took him out, and he shot his first buck during deer deer season on the last weekend. So that was that was really cool, and uh, it was actually pretty emotional because. It was the first time him and I had been out, um, been back out really hunting hardcore um, since I fell. So it was it was a pretty cool
0: yeah.
1: moment. And we were able to harvest like five deer during deer season uh, for the group between my buddy, myself, um, one other buddy, and, and my son. My wife didn't get one this year because she's picky and goes after the big ones. But, <laughs> uh, but the rest of us meat hunters did well, so
0: um i'm sure that you you know you didn't get to participate in all of it but you i I know you kept your ear to the ground and and uh, kept track of things overall what did you hear about uh, the various hunting seasons we'll start with deer
1: yeah deer it was really pocketed so i i would speak to one group and they'd be like yeah everybody filled out opening weekend we shot some really nice bucks um you know deer were everywhere and the bucks were chasing really good and then i talked to another group and They'd be like, oh, the wolves, there's too many wolves around here, there's no deer. Hey. <laughs> they weren't seeing anything. And uh, and then I'd talk to another group and they're like, oh, you know, we've seen three does or something. And then I'd talk to another group and they'd be like, oh, this is the best deer season we ever had. So it was it was really strange hearing the varying uh, reports. You know, we, we didn't see a ton of deer, um, but we we saw enough, you know, to make it definitely worthwhile and like i said we were able to harvest and my wife she saw i bet she saw 50 deer um, throughout the season i think she figured somewhere in like the 54 55 deer and uh she just didn't get a shot or didn't take a shot at any so um so it was pretty good but you know we talked to people a couple of miles away and they they really hadn't seen much and it, it, it was really strange, but overall I think it was a pretty good harvest this year. Um, there's definitely no shortage of deer, and it's true there's no shortage of wolves, but I don't think the wolves are to blame for not seeing deer because I have wolves howling <laughs> right behind my pasture at the same time that I have deer bedded in my pasture, so, um, so they definitely cohabitate. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs>
0: So, so you're thinking the deer population looks pretty good? Are, are you um, fine with the way the the state is and, and the DNR have decided to um, manage deer in this area? Yeah,
1: definitely. I think uh, I think the the bonus tags um, this year was a really good idea, and and it was really cool hearing some groups. You know, they kind of stuck to their guns. They're like, ah, oh, we're we're only shooting bucks, and um, and that's great if you know if they want to do that and they don't want to, you know, over-harvest or anything like that, that's perfectly fine, and, you know, maybe on the last day or something, they'd take a doe, but it it didn't seem like I talked to a lot of people who were out, and they shot their first deer and then hurried up and bought a bonus tag and got back out and and wanted to get that second deer, Um, you know, in big groups like that or anything. uh, I don't think people abused the opportunity we had this year, so that was good.
0: More of the great outdoors with Kev Jackson next on Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors. Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors is sponsored by Bonded Lock and Key and DS Beverages. And don't forget, you can check us out online, kbunsportsradio.com. Click on Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors. We're also on social media, Uh like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. You can also listen to the podcast wherever. You can also download the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. What have you heard about um, grouse season, ducks, geese, um, other flying animals?
1: Uh, duck and goose season was really good. I I was actually off to a fairly decent start, and, <laughs> um, and I didn't get to participate in any of that um, after I fell. And, you know, October and November is, Definitely the best time to be out waterfall hunting, and and uh, the guys who were out uh, buddies that I usually hunt with did very very well, and it was painful getting uh, text messages from them. Hey, look what we did this morning! And I'm like, oh, yeah, you, you get <laughs> suck. Um, so yeah, waterfall season uh, looked really good for uh, for the diehards um, grouse. It was a decent year for us, even. Um, you know, we hit it kind of hard early season, um, uh, not as hard as usual, but we, we hunted, uh, quite a bit. And, and my son is so heavy into hunting this year that, or, or wanted to be that, uh, I was able to get him out and he put some grouse down and, and, uh, he took a few hunters like buddies from school out for their first time. And we were able to get uh, a buddy, his, his first grouse. And I mean, it was we'd see birds every time we went basically so that was good and woodcock season was amazing and uh and that kind of ended around the time i fell so i didn't didn't miss out on much of that and we we certainly didn't miss out on any opportunities there we we went as much as we could and i think my son shot like i don't know 15 birds or something this year which is really good for a 12 year old shooting woodcock so yeah. um uh, a lot of opportunity and and we did pretty well there so um
0: uh, the uh, the fall turkey season you hear anything on that
1: I I didn't hear anything really um I saw a lot of birds and uh I actually <laughs> I was in my back brace and I uh I walked out into the garage just trying to stretch and there were like a dozen turkeys standing in my yard so I was <laughs> able to to fill my fall turkey tag which was <laughs> Uh, it was like a really bright spot <laughs> for me, uh, cause it was, it was like, I think I had a doctor appointment that morning and, uh, I asked if I could shoot a gun. And they said that as long as I was responsible with it and, you know, I wasn't trudging through stuff, they said, and, you know, not shooting too much. If you're just going to shoot a couple times, it's not a big deal. And, uh, and it was that afternoon that I saw the, the birds and I'm like sweet. The doctor said I could shoot, so I'm shooting.
0: <laughs> oh, what's up?
1: Um, but I, I didn't really hear from anybody else. But I saw, okay. I saw a lot of birds during fall season. So
0: okay, yeah, it's, uh,
1: driving around and seeing them in the yard and stuff. So
0: that's been a great addition to our neck of the woods. I think.
1: Yeah, me too. I, I hear a lot of complaints from um, from people who you know maybe d- don't. I'm not saying they're uneducated, but they don't really understand uh, how animals work. <laughs> <laughs> but I hear a lot of locals um, dissing turkeys and and saying that they're hurting the grouse population, but they're, they're not. Um, yeah. There's virtually zero crossover between the two, so... Um so yeah I agree the turkeys have been kind of a nice addition they they are getting a little overpopulated I think we I think we need a little shift in the in the regulations because of the high turkey population we have here um you know like our neighboring state in Wisconsin you can shoot you can shoot like seven turkeys Wow. if if you play your cards right and um get surplus tags and stuff like that so and Minnesota is getting to be, especially like central and southern Minnesota, it's getting to be very similar. Where turkeys are really, really heavily populated in those areas. So, okay,
0: what's up next in the hunting world?
1: Well, for me, I don't think anything okay. um, until spring. <laughs> uh, you know, maybe maybe do some coyote hunting and, and fox hunting uh, during the next full moon or. Next couple of full moons, I, I always like to get out and do some predator calling. But um, other than that, I, I've kind of hung up the guns for the for the season. I've got a lot of a lot of writing I got to get caught up on, and and fish house rental and guiding season starts here in a couple weeks, so that's going to get very very busy. And uh, my Justin is doing a lot of the grunt work this year, helping me out because I still have limitations, and he's been out almost every day it seems like and he is doing very well um the fish are definitely biting and he's jumping around lake to lake and checking everything out and some lakes have five inches some have you know uh north end of Bemidji. i'm guessing only has a couple because it just froze not that long ago right um but the south end and and lake irving people are already out so so it varies a lot, and you got to be really careful. But uh, if you know what you're doing, you can definitely get out around the area, and the fish are definitely biting. So,
0: how thick do you want it to be before you're out there?
1: Well, this year I want it to be at least six to eight inches because I want to be able to drive my snowmobile because I ain't walking through the snow all the way across the lake. Right.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: but uh, but you know normally I I like uh, I, I like four inches or so um, before. I start going. I I used to be one of those guys who was a diehard and I'd go out um you know, on two two inches, three inches, and I wouldn't have any problem with that. And you know, you'd watch the ice tag as as you fish throughout the day and
0: it's not that diehard anymore. <laughs> okay. I, I yeah, you know, uh we get a lot less die hard as we get older, I've I found that.
1: Yeah, definitely. Case.
0: Um so you,
1: the official weight.
0: <laughs> and so what's Jason telling you about the bite out there?
1: Um that it is really good for crappies and bluegills. Uh the fish are in their early ice spots throughout out in the basins. Um you know, so you're gonna look for those deeper holes and uh and that's where you're gonna find everything stacked up kind of where where they were left. Um if you were a fall fisherman where you where you found them in the late falls where you're gonna find them here early ice, okay. and uh, wall- walleyes on the brakes. Um, and I've heard Red Lake is absolutely on fire. Um, some people some people aren't doing very well, but I think they're not moving around a lot. Um, and others who are moving around trying to locate fish. Once they find a pot of fish, they're they're really hammering them. So, um, so those are kind of the the three things I've been hearing are uh, walleyes, like I said, on the brakes and uh, shoreline breaks obviously it's a little harder on the bigger waters to get out to some of the mid-lake structure yet because we don't know what the ice is like out there but no. uh well once i think we hit the deep freeze next week um people are going to start venturing out to those areas and we'll see how the bite is but the panfish are uh, early ice panfish is one of the funnest things just because they're so predictable so easy that bite all day long and, Really good time to get kids out, um, and like I said, deep water—you know, thirty feet of water on a lot of the smaller lakes in the area. Uh, those those deeper water basins, you're going to find crappie suspended. So,
0: you know, one of the things we talked about over the years that North Country Guide Service uh, does is is those uh, real remote um, uh, ice fishing excursions, the small lakes that you you basically. Either have to get a snowmobile or a four wheeler or or walk to get to those are kind of your specialty. Um, that's just to me that seems like a a great a great thing to try at least once.
1: Yeah, and that's uh, actually Justin came and picked up my sled this morning, and he's already sending me pictures here. So, <laughs> um, but he picked up my sled and he was going to a little backwoods lake today um, with his dad, and they were going to try it out and and the fisher are going they've already i think they've already got five crop he said on the ice so they're off to a good start and, and they said they found eight inches of ice with about four and a half to five inches of snow on top so good riding conditions and good lake conditions and the fish are biting so that one is a, a home run this morning and hopefully that bike maintains for a little while because we got clients coming in starting in two weeks and a lot of them are wanting to do these remote trips the more they hear about them and and uh, the more they think about it, they want it's something they want to try.
0: So, um, Are UIAs already booked up for the whole winter, or are there still spots available?
1: We do have some openings um, in the fish house rentals. Um, we've got a few weekend spots open, not a lot. Um, things really booked up fast this year. Um, but there's a couple openings. Um, I know there's some in February, and I think I've got one or two openings in January yet. Um, and lots of lots of uh, weekday stuff, middle of the week stuff, and then um, for private guided trips, we have tons of openings. Um, Justin's going to be taking um, the bulk of that load, and uh, I trust him so much uh, with his ability to get people on fish. Now that uh, that you're you're in more than more than good hands, uh, okay. so. lot of openings there and uh and that's like you said it's kind of one of those things you have to get out and experience and uh and yeah tons of openings weekends and and weekdays we i think we've got a dozen of those trips booked and and there's like four months of winter so there's a lot of openings left
0: okay all right um i know when you're when you're not doing any of the outdoor stuff i know you're a big star wars fan have you seen the mandalorian yet
1: I have. I, and I'm wearing my Darth Vader slippers right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, my son watched it before I did, and my best friend watched it before I did, and then I sat down and binged it, and uh, I honestly, like, I like it. You know, I, I'm, I have to like it, because it's Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I, there's a lot of good context, and a lot of good, you know, back storytelling and stuff, but I, I'm not a huge fan of the acting and not a huge fan of some of the CGI and stuff. I don't know. Okay. It, something doesn't feel quite right to me as a diehard Star Wars fan with it. Um, I don't know how you feel about it, but it uh, it just, I don't know. It's, it's good and it's entertaining, but it it's not quite hitting, hitting a home run for me.
0: Well, I haven't seen it yet, and that's why I was, gonna, I was asking to see if it was worth my time.
1: Well, it's definitely worth your time. It's Star Wars. <laughs>
0: well, but
1: but I think when December twentieth comes, um, you know, and we get to see the rise of Star uh, of Skywalker, it's going to be a whole different story. Right. Everyone's going to be looking back saying, "Oh, the Mandalorian was terrible. It, it hardly filled the gap for me." <laughs> I think uh, I think the movie is going to be very good. But it was, it was really interesting, and I didn't know don't know if you knew this or not, but uh John favreau the comedian
0: mhm
1: uh, or the 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 famous comedy actor and and writer and producer he's the one who did a lot of the writing and uh and producing of the Mandalorian. I thought that was really strange
0: but, really oh huh. yeah i didn't i didn't know that either so, all <laughs> right well i guess i'll i'll guess I'll watch it but
1: yeah it it's it's worth the watch
0: so. okay okay. So, are you are you strictly a Star Wars guy? Are you a Star Trek guy too?
1: No, no Star Trek. Okay,
0: okay. So you're a purist. You, you, I you, am. You had to pick one.
1: I, yeah, I'm. <laughs> yes. People people make Star Trek references to me, and I look at them with an evil eye.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, uh, I I don't know, uh, you know how old you are, but these first. Star Wars films, the the originals four, five, and six. I mean, they all came when I was like eighth grade into into college. So I was right in my uh, my years. So I'm a big Star Wars guy, absolutely.
1: Yeah, and I, uh, you know, I was I was pretty young. Um, I think I saw the third installment in the theater, um, but I have a brother who's ten years older, so. I grew up with like all the original action figures, and you know we were always watching them. And then when they came out on VHS, we had them. And I remember like staying home sick from school, and my I, <laughs> I have these memories of like laying in my mom's bed and her making me chicken noodle soup and me watching Star Wars.
0: <laughs> nice. You know, when
1: I was like when I was like six years old, seven years old. So
0: that's not a bad way to spend a day. No, like
1: I want to do that now as an adult. Like That sounds fantastic.
0: <laughs> yeah. All right. good
1: then and it probably be good now.
0: All right, so uh, Matt, if we want to book a trip for this winter or already start working on next spring, uh, what's the best way to get uh, started with North Country Guide Service?
1: Northcountryguides.com, and that has links to all of our social media. And uh, Facebook is always a good way to get a hold of us or... Uh, give us a call, shoot us an email. Um, one of us will be able to help you out.
0: Well, Matt, we're glad you're, you're doing better. You're, we're glad you're able to get out there some and uh, and contribute to our show, certainly. Um, uh, you're a good friend of the show, and uh, I'm just glad to hear you're doing okay. Thank you. thank you. This has been Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors, here at exclusively on KVUN-FM 104.5, Thursdays at 1240 and Saturday mornings at 8.